juxtapose. Getting back in the habit of writing has been a challenge, but I know it's something I want to do. I think about it every night or whenever I watch my son smile and tell my wife I love her. There are times I wish all the words and experiences in my mind could appear magically in writing. I wonder how it would sound. Would it even make sense? Would it sound crazy or would it just be lines and lines of nonsense and run-on sentences filled with feelings, fears, and even groundbreaking dreams? I've been slowly transitioning back to what life was. There are days that I do feel guilty for not feeling sad, but I'm being told I should just start moving on. Losing my mom put me in a place of emotional shock where I was flooded with just too many thoughts that my mind could not just pick one, so I defaulted on neutral and straight-faced. Then out of nowhere, I catch a glimpse of this cream-colored mini frying pan my mom bought. It begins this rush of sorrow that drowns me, and then just like that, it seeps away. Did I just cry over a frying pan? You see, I've been taught to not cry, but to cry, to share, but hold it in, to heal, but to protect. This is not a macho thing. It's what my mom taught me to do. She always told me there was a time for everything, and if I need to cry, then I should cry. Tears and being emotional do not define me as a man, a lesson she always repeated. However, right now, I do not feel like it's time to cry or feel defeated. For me right now, it's the time to build myself up spiritually and stand up firm and have faith that God has it all in control. I believe if I allow myself to fall into a hole of sadness now, I'm afraid I'll be a burden to my family more than a pillar of strength. I stand before God upset and angry, but my love for him is still focused and confident. This walk of faith is exactly that, a walk of faith. I know it's hard for the world to just understand how someone could allow something that is not physically here to guide their journey. I don't even understand it sometimes, but we are not meant to understand everything our father has in store for us. And I'm okay with that. Some are not. Are you okay with that? Blessings, blessings, blessings. Welcome to episode two of Mountain Movers, the Base Camp Podcast. I'm here, your host, Brianie Barra. Man, I really hoped you um, enjoyed my opener right there. I have always enjoyed writing. I have always enjoyed uh, some sense of like poetry. I've always enjoyed hip hop. So, um, while I was doing this project, it, it really honestly started out as a blog originally. And even in my blogs, I have always had this style of writing where it does come out somewhat poetic. I wouldn't call myself a, like a slam poet or anything like that. They are amazing. I, I, I do follow a couple 
and I have a couple of friends who are slam poets and man, like their style, there's just a, a way about how they bring the audience, the listener into their feelings, into their story. And, and I, I hope I was able to do that. But, you know, what I shared in the beginning of this uh, of the podcast was actually a piece of my blog so if you guys don't know we do have a or i (laughs) i have a blog um i'm trying to make sure that i update it every week and as well with this podcast i'll make it a weekly podcast the plan was to have it every friday um an episode ready to go but I am still feeling it out. I am still learning. (laughs) And I think that we'll try to do either every Friday or Saturday. Um, But with my blog post, I think I may even, it might be twice a week. I might have one once a week. You know, with writing, I, I catch myself just writing things down and jotting things down. So, you know, the title of the of the of the blog or of what I just read is called juxtapose. And if you guys don't know what juxtapose means, it means um, to place different things side by side as to compare them or contrast them or to create an interesting effect. And, you know, originally, um, I was inspired by this song called Juxtapose by Much More. I have a, a Spotify uh, playlist I listen to. Actually, it's called Christian Chill Music. And sometimes that, you know, I mean, not sometimes, all the time, that music bumps. And, you know, there's some artists out there that are amazing that just put me in this mindset of just like, man, I just want to write. I just get into this focus, right? And, um, so the song itself is called Juxtapose. Definitely check it out by Much More. And as I, I'm like, you know what? Like I really, I, I've heard it before. I've, I've done English classes, right? And and um, and it's come up before, but let me, let me look at the definition again. So I looked it up. I'm like, man, this is a perfect title for my blog that I'm writing. And as you guys know, I'm horrible at finding titles. So if I could find something else that inspires a title, I'm going to use it. So again, juxtapose to place different things side by side as to compare or contrast them or to create an interesting effect. And, you know, if you know, if you read the blog and if you heard me again, that's just a piece of my blog um, just to catch your interest, you know, a little preview. It, there's a lot of contrasting emotions and feelings you know um things that i've been taught or told to do um a lot of society tells males especially males of color you know and as a latino um that we are not meant to show our emotions right that we are meant to hold it in and that crying and, and and sharing are meant for the women and we are there to be, like I said, straight-faced, neutral, strong, like a pillar, right? And my mom, like she, she was my mom and my dad by the age of ten. I would say ten to eleven. My, my father actually passed away around that time, and she was filled with love and emotion. Um, my mom did suffer from a, a depression, and and it, you know. A lot of different things that I witnessed as a younger child and that my siblings actually helped a lot 
with that process and it was a process but man my mom was filled with so much love and so much advice and oh my gosh she had something for any situation <laughs> like she would let you know exactly what you should be doing and sometimes you didn't want to hear it um but my mom always did tell me you know like express yourself you know like write things down you know if you want to cry cry but something that through her actions she showed me and taught me was you know there's a time and place for everything right and right now many times i i saw that she was just defeated and i saw that she was tired and i saw that you know she just really wanted to just if she could just close the door and just shut it down and she didn't do it she did it she was so strong she she would you know keep a smile on she would encourage me and and i learned you know what like there's a time and place for that and when i originally wrote this a blog i had recently not i guess about like i would say two weeks three weeks i had lost my mother um and it was a huge hit it was such a huge hit in my life and you know we're we're at the base camp so again here at the base camp we're talking we're, we're everything's out you know like i, I want to talk about feelings i want to talk about you know as, as a male as a, as a man right um what a mother a, a, an amazing mother figure is to to a man and she was my everything man she was she taught me so much and and there are times where you know i didn't take advantage of my mom you know and and i think we all fall in that sometimes um you know if you have your loved ones i know you, you hear that a lot a lot you know and if you have your loved ones you know like take time with them be with them share you know do things with them and we we're like yeah yeah you're right you're right it sounds nice but we never do it man just do it um and you know my my mom was an amazing person and and but something that somebody had recently told me was that you know and it's and it's how god works right god works with with purpose right he he doesn't create anything without purpose and now, there was this word given to me that my mom fulfilled her purpose in me. And that that broke me. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I have so much more left. You know, I just became a dad. I'm just about I'm about to have a baby girl coming up. And and I'm like, I want her to see me as a father. You know, she saw me as this like spoiled brat of a kid sometimes and, knuck and like knucklehead. And I was but she did also see me give my life to Christ. She saw me preach. She saw me um, lead youth. And these are the things that she would always tell me, man, you know, hijo mío, like my son, you know, esas son las cosas que yo quería hacer. Those are the things that I wanted to do. And tú eres como yo, like you are like me. And I'm like, oh man, like I am like my mom. <laughs> and, um, and I'm proud that she was able to see that. But just, you know, the selfish part in me, I'm like, man, like I want her to be proud of me being a dad. You know, like I, I want her to, she always wanted another, another uh, niece, you know, another niece. Yeah. Um, another granddaughter. Sorry. Um, my, I have, I have one niece of mine. She's, you know, the, the, the girl of the family. And, you know, the fact that we're going to have another baby girl, I just, I can't, I can't imagine what, you know she would have thought but 
you know, the, the subject and the matter today that I kind of, the things that I want to discuss today, and this is just going to be me today, um, just FYI, you know, like there is, this is a project, right? And with the project comes investments. And I am putting time and effort into creating more content, obviously, for everybody, but also to have the material and, and the tools to have a, a comfortable, clean interview. Um, but I, I'm doing it in in a, in a steady way. And again, like I, I remember, I'm always mindful of budget. I'm always mindful of how much I'm spending as much as I want to give more to this and I'll like I have to be patient you know and, and I and I have faith in God that he's going to provide and I have faith that you know this is something that it is for him it, it this is for him you know that he's he's telling me to do this um that you know more doors of opportunities will come more people are going to come so I want to make sure I'm ready so uh, uh surely but uh, uh, surely soon I will have uh, more tools to do interviews. But so the the topics today, right? Um, death, you know, death is death is hard, and it might sound sad and dark, but it's death, man. Um, faith, lies, and dark times, man. Like mental health, depression, you know, and um. These are topics, these are things that many of us shy away from. Many of us just don't like talking about it because it just makes us feel uncomfortable or we just don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable, right? But it is such a huge part of life. You know, it's kind of like a oxymoronic thing to say, right? But like death is part of life. We are not eternal. You know, only God is and and um our bodies, I'm sorry, are not eternal, right? And yeah, in John three sixteen it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And the concept again of death scares a lot of us it freaks us out um experiencing death myself at such a young age with the loss of my father put me in a place of how is death gonna feel um i remember as a kid i would literally shut my door close the curtains um you know try to cover my ears and and close my eyes, but only to realize maybe like <laughs> 10 seconds later, it's like, I, I'm not going to feel anything. It's just, it's a concept that is so hard to understand. We say it all the time, just like the word love, right? Uh, we understand what love is. Like, do you really understand what love is? The Bible says that God is love, that, that Jesus Christ is love. Do we understand what that is? The Bible talks about eternity. We use eternity all the time. People get the eternity infinity symbol or eternity symbol, um, whatever it is, <laughs> a tattooed in their arms or on their bodies. And, and do they really know what it means? Yeah, you may know the definition, but you will never know the feeling of what eternity is truly on this earth 
the only thing that's eternal is God, is Jesus Christ and, and our relationship with him. And especially if you have a relationship with him, you will live eternally as, you know, the scripture we just read. So where I'm getting at this is, you know, in, in times of death, in times of pressure, in times of hard times, you know, mental health is a real thing. And a lot of the time, religion doesn't allow mental health to exist or it's not supposed to. Because if you have faith, then you shouldn't have any mental health, health issues, right? Or if you have faith, you shouldn't have any issues at all. And that's that's a lie. Um, if anything, you have a bigger target on your back, right? Mental health is, is a real thing. And even for my master's program that I did for myself, um, I got my master's in, in the school of counseling, but focusing on higher education, and I wanted to provide, you know, for my final project that created this this idea that, you know, our students of color need assistance in mental health. So I'm, I'm going to share with you some numbers that I found. You may hear me some hear some clicking around but, and some rustling around because I have some information to give, right? Percentages, because they say numbers don't lie, right? So they say with REM students... And REM students are racial and ethnic minority students. Um, it says 50% of white students re- actually report having mental health, you know, using mental health services before. And then 29% of Latinos, and then it goes down to 9% Asian American, and then 19% black. And those numbers are scary. You're talking about a group or demographic of student that is on the rise in higher education, that is growing. And in general, not just in higher ed, but in our world, you know, in a couple more years, the minority will be the majority, you know, the majority. And but it's scary how a lot of them don't seek mental health and it is part of the culture i know as a latino they're like oh it is loco it is loca you know like it, those words affect you culturally and you know you don't want to seek help um a lot of it also has to do with even your faith right like oh i'm going to pray it away you feel anxious you feel scared you feel depressed yes the bible does speak on anxiety Right. It definitely does. You know, the Sermon on the Mount. I'll read it right now. Right. It says here on I have it here. Yeah. Matthew chapter six, twenty five. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. That's Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And there's other verses that literally talk about anxiety and mental health in the Bible. Those things do exist. But what people get it twisted is that all, like, all because you have faith, that means that it can easily be handled. And that's not the case. There is help out there. Everybody should be receiving help. Everybody should be looking for help. 
now that we talked about in regards to how mental health looks in our culture and then also looks when it comes down to our belief or faith now like we can break it down to gender or sexual or, or your sex right gender or sex like male and female break it down between those two right and there's a culture there where males me myself you heard it in my in the beginning of my podcast that I was told like I need to be strong I need to be firm I need to make sure that I don't show sadness I can't show my emotion and a lot of us are taught that as males as black and brown males we are taught not to show our emotions because it is feminine but as females they are taught to be extra (laughs) like show your emotions do everything it's okay and we don't realize how much that is hurting our males our men who are said to be unaffectionate not take care of their children all these stereotypes that sometimes are not stereotypes and we wonder why they are that way because they were literally suppressed their entire lives to not share a feeling. Because if they share feelings, they're weak. There is statistics here, data um, from the National Association of Mental Illness, right? And I think this came out around 2020. And these numbers are crazy to me. And I'm, I'm just gonna say male and female, right? So in males, there's only about 37.4% of adult males that actually report or will seek help in mental health. And 51.2% female will actually go and seek help. That's a big difference. And people may not think it's a big difference, but it's a big difference. And I will count myself as one of those males who did not seek help. Um, Going towards the end of my college career, I found myself not knowing who I truly was. I had created this persona of this college frat guy that whatever you needed, I was able to help. But then as I was ending my career, I was like, I don't even know what I want to do for work. I'm not that successful academically. I don't feel like I have a passion for anything. And anything I did have a passion for, which was art and creativity, I've been told that I cannot be successful in. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I I literally remember going over, uh, we had a little porch in our little shack of an apartment (laughs) with a couple of my roommates. It was a great time, but... And I remember sitting on that chair in that porch it was early in the morning and we, you know, Yukon is in the middle of nowhere. So we had like a big field in the back and I would sit and I sat down there and I think I felt like I blinked my eyes like three times. Like it literally felt like one, two, three. And all of a sudden it was dark again. And the whole day had passed. The whole day had passed. And my, don't worry, like my roommates, like they were actually weren't there that weekend. They were away. Um, I had to stay for work reasons. Um, but, of course, that was the day I didn't work. But the whole day had passed. And I, it was like, I think, I forgot what time it was. It was like either midnight, I think, or one. Like, it just, I, I didn't even feel the day go by. And that freaked me out. 
so this is what we I want to talk about or I've been talking about here it's that you know when, when we are approaching this concept of not understanding something like death right we get into our heads and when we've experienced trauma like that like death and don't try to handle it or don't try to receive assistance from it or are being told that just you know be tough and handle it be strong don't cry all this stuff you know whether male or female right we don't realize the damage that we are doing amen right thank god that i have him in my life and that he worked in my life and that he was able to bring me from a dark place into a place of light and that my faith was able to save me from so much after i lost my mother as we speak i'm literally looking at a picture of my mom and myself hugging and i still get so many emotions from it it floods me sometimes all the time but what have i done to truly fix the situation you know, I, I've, I've said people, I always say mental health is very important. And this is why as busy as you are, as busy as you think you are, whether you're a parent, whether you're not a parent, whether you have a business or what, whatever you're doing, right? And this is actually a training that recently I got through my job. Um, here's where the rustling of papers you may hear right now. It's QPR training, right? Um, it's literally to be certified as a mental health first aid. That I'm not, you know, like I'm not like a, a clinician or anything. I can't diagnose anything, but I can at least be like, okay, this is what I can do to help somebody calm down if they're having an anxiety attack, or how to approach somebody if they're suicidal, um, or just just basically be the aid to somebody who is literally needing help. And in this training, you know, what what QPR stands for, and I mean, I have to remember this right here, it means question, persuade, and refer, right? And the whole, and the whole point of the training was really to be a really good listener. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of fall short as being really good listeners. Um, and being non-judgmental because I know there have been so many times where I've had youth or I've had people come to me and tell me the thing that is hurting them so bad. And the first thing you want to be like, that's not that bad. Why are you even like, come on. Why are you crying over him? Why are you crying over her? Why, why are you so upset that, that your mom or dad or best friend or sister said that to you? Ah, like that is probably one of the worst things that you can do. And you may feel like it's a good thing, right? But you're literally downplaying somebody's feelings somebody's pain and that was one of the hardest things that I learned right um through this training because I'm like man sometimes my initial reaction is to make it light you know make make their issue a light matter right and and that shouldn't be the case you want to take the issue as an issue and you want to respect that 
it's their problem and we are going to listen and we are going to connect and we are going to do our best to understand right and then the whole you know the persuading portion and again let me i i like i want to make sure i i share this portion but the persuading portion isn't like oh i'm gonna persuade you into like like, trying to sell them something but persuading literally is the listening portion right it it is the listening portion and making sure that you give the full attention that you don't interrupt um that you don't rush to judgment and that you and the part that got me when they actually shared this with me is and they said it here was tame your own fear so you can focus on the other person and man and this is where things get difficult because people you may have friends, you may have family, you have people that have gone through some just horrendous things, right? It could be that, you know, they just got sexually abused or harassed, or they've been emotionally abused, or I don't know, they got cheated on, or there was a death in the family, or they're suicidal themselves, right? And what I've also come to learn in this training and also with my walk with God is that, you know what, you're not going to have all the answers and you're not always the best person. You're not. And it's okay to say that. I don't care if you've been in the church or in a certain job or position of leadership for whatever, however long. We need to learn as human beings that we need to be humble. I I can't imagine the amount of mistakes people have made for not being humble and saying things or giving advice or assisting somebody knowing that they did not know what they were doing. Amen. If it worked out. Amen. That was God. Right. But also what could have been the potential damage that could have happened or what was the damage that happened and it's okay to say like hey you know what i really don't know and you know i i i I hear you and and i I am doing my best to feel you i am not the best person but and this is where the referral comes in i know somebody that could help you out and if you don't guys this this is a a, a mental health uh, emergency number just like they have like a like 911 there is one for mental health which is 988 or there's another number that you can, that you can use um, to refer people to so they can talk to somebody who is a licensed individual which is 1-800-273 talk Again, 1-800-273-8255, which is talk. Those are resources that you can always refer people to. You see, I connect all this, this conversation about death, this conversation about mental health, a conversation about dark times, and to teach people and to let people know that even as a person who believes in Jesus Christ, I'm going to experience 
dark times. And the reason why I will still experience dark times is because I need to always know, I need to always make sure that my faith is to God and not to myself. There is a scripture that many people hear that says that he will not test you more than what you can bear. And people really misunderstand that scripture. That scripture is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And this is how it's read. And this just comes to show you how people can take scripture, just like anything else, completely out of context and use it for their own terms or use it and mold it into their own plan. And so first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted. Keyword tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. The key word here is tempted or temptation, right? People will change this into saying that he will not give you more than what you can bear. And there might be different versions of it, but the key word is temptation. There's temptation everywhere. You get you get tempted, right? Um, for me, you know, when, when my mother passed away, when she died, I was tempted to leave the church. Very tempted. Was it an option? Yes. But in that scripture, I know that he was not going to tempt me with more than with something that I couldn't handle. And I handled it through him, with him. And I was able to find peace once again. Now, going back to before my mother passed away, the fact that she passed away, could I handle that? No. No way. I was broken. I was literally broken. And this is where people get mad at God. Because God, you said, you promised, your word said, and this and that, blah, 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 blah. No. Christ himself said that those who follow him will be targeted even more. That we will go through things. But we go through things to know that there is a Lord, that there is a God. This is why religion, religion is created by man, is dangerous because it preaches these things where it says, yeah, if you believe in God, everything's good. Don't worry about it. No. And the people get mad and angry and they leave the church or they leave their faith or they leave whatever behind and they turn to other things which they feel fulfill that void. And it's a lie. And we could talk about it, right? Overall, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I just want to make sure that we talk about these things that people are way too afraid to talk about. Or we talk about these things that people do talk about, but they just get so surface level on it that it 
becomes like okay that's very generic answer that you gave me like oh like things happen for a reason god because it's god's plan it's okay Okay, yeah those are nice things i guess to say but like i said previously i i really don't like hearing those things and no offense for anybody who might have said that to me i get it is there it's a lot of people's go to which is fine i understand but for people who are really struggling that is a very hard thing to hear and it can cause a tear in their faith in anything faith in anything um please please if if you know take care of yourselves men take care of yourselves you are loved you have purpose you belong you know men it's okay to be hysterical and cry it's okay to share your feelings with people it's okay to to just be what the world says is sensitive it's okay it's okay please take care of yourselves you know and stop teaching our young boys that they can't do that because it takes away from the masculinity. Women, same thing goes. Same. There's no difference. Share your emotions. You're you're not being over emotional. You're not being dramatic, right? But be true to yourself, and be honest with yourself when you know, like, man, I'm just doing way too much right now. And listen to that because that's the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, wake up. Listen to that, right?" But also, you know, women, I, I have met many that will continue to push the fact that a sensitive guy or a person who sh- or a man who shares their feelings is a chump or is too soft and is creating this culture of men who are being completely insensitive and disrespectful. And are, are, are creating this type of culture and environment. And obviously, it's not just women's fault. I'm just, it was just an example, right? But it's for everybody to realize be cautious of what you're saying or what you're teaching or what you believe in and what it means to be a man or be a woman. And, and, and something that, and as we end, you know, our episode today, like something that I was taught in this training and it's so hard, it's so hard to really kind of like really do is they asked me, do I have a self care plan? I'm like, man, what, how do I, what am, what's, what's a self care plan? Like, oh, do you pamper yourself? You know, do you go out? Do you take care of yourself? Like, well, like, okay, we go on vacation, but if I go on vacation with my kid and, and like me and my wife, we're, we're basically babysitting our kid. We're trying to have fun. Right. But in the back of our mind is always going to be the fact that we, our child just, we need to be careful. Right. Our responsibilities. Like some people say, Oh, there's no time. Right. There's time. And self-care also doesn't have to be this huge, lavish thing. Yeah, definitely treat yourself, right? Treat yourself. Definitely do it. But it can be a moment of like taking some colored pencils and crayons or whatever and coloring one of those intense adult coloring books, right? Or the little simple ones. Um, Do something creative right now. This is my self-care. Creating something that I never thought I can do. And it's helping me. 
through stress, through pressure of life, right? Prayer is part of self-care. Getting into the word is part of self-care. Going out for coffee is self-care. Self-care doesn't have to be this huge, lavish thing. All it has to be is a moment for yourself just to just relax or to express or to show truly how you're doing. And if you need assistance, if you need help, please, you know, definitely praying for you, definitely praying for you, praying that God leads you to the direction that you need to go, praying that God shows you how amazing and beautiful you are because he created you for a purpose that you may not understand yet or you do not want to accept just yet, or maybe a purpose that you gave up a long time ago. But now it's the time to accept it. But you're so amazing and beautifully made in his image. But go seek help. Find something. I, I gave you numbers. If anything, just call 988 if you don't have anybody. For those who feel that everybody goes to you for with all their problems and situations and you don't know what to do, it's okay to say, I don't know right now, but I'll listen. Sometimes all we need to do is have somebody listen. If you want to vent, vent. But make sure you tell that person, hey, listen, I really don't want some feedback right now. I just need a vent. And sometimes that's all we need. So please make sure, like I said, just take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Pay attention. You know, really listen. Don't judge. Love. Um, and, and I know it's hard. I know it's hard sometimes. But, you know, they're telling you their problems for a reason. You want to speak to somebody for a reason. And the last thing you want to feel is being judged. The last thing you want to pass is judgment because it's not your job to, first off. Your job is to love. And, you know, there are so many resources out there for everybody. You can, but just also be very careful of where you look out for resources. Um, there are lies out there. That's part of the title, right? There are a lot of lies out there. Um, we just have to have the discernment to make sure that we're looking at the correct stuff, right? So I gave you a couple numbers. I'll, I'm going to add them on to... Um, the podcast as well as the Instagram account that we have as well as the Twitter. I'm going to add them all. Um, another great resource that I actually work with um, is a group called Love On. It is a team of, a shout out to Love On, I'll tag them here too. It's a team of you know licensed clinicians, counselors, therapists that have so many years in the business and you know they are they are christian based but they serve everybody um but they are a great resource uh, of information a great um you know people to reach out to um the team is also like we also have pastors involved in there for the spiritual end of things as well um so it's such a eclectic and team full of knowledge uh, and very fun <laughs> very fun um that i'm a part of as well and so keep a lookout for them as well because there are there are events coming out for levon 
but yes ladies and gentlemen um take care of yourselves um stay faithful and stay faithful regardless of whatever situation you're in um know that you are covered and protected and and know that you belong and you have purpose and that you matter that is something that i know a lot of times I have a hard time accepting that I have purpose, that I am loved, and that I matter. So I hope you guys all have a great night, a great morning, good afternoon, and please, please continue to follow, like, and check out my blog, check out our gear. Um, I appreciate you guys. Love you. God bless. Have a good night.